Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out right now. Fantasy Basketball. Nope. HashtagBasketball.com. I almost got it right, Tyler. Uh, obviously, I am your host, Mike Cashin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I'm going to change my question this time around. Right, let me hear How it. many years, what season are the Suns in the playoffs? How many years away is that? Is that like two years, like five? Like How many years has it been since they've been in the playoffs, or how many years will it be until they get to the playoffs? Until they make the playoffs. So they're not making the playoffs this year, right? No, um, absolutely not. They're one of the very few teams in the West where you can just kind of cross their name off, right? To, at the start and just go, no, you're out. You're, you're not making it. No way. Not happening. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how many years you think it is until they make the playoffs again. Okay, so uh, you're going to have to do a little bit of math here. One, they're not getting to the playoffs um, in the next, like, three years or four years with everybody in the West. So then uh, you would have to assume that their best players move on after four years. So that's another four-year rebuild. And then I'm going to say – so I'm going to say 12 years. Wow. Harsh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Incompetent franchises don't make the playoffs. It's probably true. And they got a lot of talent. I mean, it's crazy. Like, they have so much talent. And – they just make some head scratching moves and then, you know, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't think it's on the horizon either. Like, I don't think it's, it's coming soon, um, which is sad for Phoenix Suns fans. I, uh, I agree. I, I shout out to people in Phoenix. One, you live in a desert and there's no water and the wor world is dying. So like maybe you consider moving, but two, uh, I've had some fun in Phoenix and Suns games are really fun to go to. So good on you for that, I guess. Get some better restaurants. Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Just shitting, just shitting, taking a shit on Phoenix. Uh, it's too fucking hot there, by the way. Tyler. I got a really important question for you. Who's the first person you are drafting from the Phoenix Suns? Devin Booker, not close. Not close. I ooh, not close. I feel, I feel like it might be a little close. Um, okay, sure. I'll I'll listen to that theory. Um, here's what I, I love I, about I, Devin Booker. He just continually keeps getting better, and this dude is still somehow 22 years old. Now he turns 23 at the end of this month, but. It is insane to me that this guy is as young as he is, and we see rookies, right? I believe the rookie they drafted might be older than him already. Is that true? It's pretty close. Cameron yeah, Johnson, the right? The rookie age. they picked. Yeah, so it is absolutely insane how young he is. He gets a little bit better every year. He averaged 26.6 points a game, um, 6.8 assists, which is probably going to go down this year, right? Rubio's going to handle the ball. Um, I think Booker will probably be more in that, you know, five and a half, six range this year. Um, you know, but the rebounds could go up just a hair bit. I think, you know, four rebounds, maybe even four and a half good percentages. He's actually a good three point shooter. He takes a lot of contested looks. I think Rubio there might be getting him some easier looks too. Um, I would not be surprised if he scores like 28 points a game this year. 
Yeah, that's a that's a very good argument for uh, Devin Booker over uh, obviously their second best player Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. one of the greatest of all times. Um, Tyler DeAndre Ayton number one. He played only thirty point seven minutes a game last season. He is one of the most efficient big men in the league. Um, he could definitely this season play a few more minutes, get a little bit more usage, be playing with Ricky Rubio, which will definitely improve his game in the pick and roll. Um, there is word that DeAndre Aiden might be playing a little bit more at the four with Aaron Baines in town, moving him out behind the three-point line, which could maybe reduce his rebounds, but it could mean he is going to start shooting threes this year. So throw throw that up there, a reduction in field goal, but bumping points and hitting threes. He's a he could be a steel block three guy, perhaps. The only thing really holding him completely back is the fact that he doesn't have uh, very good assists. You know, one point eight assists per game. But you bump up the minutes a little bit. You bump up the usage in per game last season. DeAndre Ayton was thirty third overall, but Devin Booker was thirty eighth. Yeah, I mean, okay, because Devin Booker turned the ball over a lot. Like, if you're looking nine cat, um, I could yeah. see make it make it for DeAndre Ayton. Um, I'm not really thinking about turnovers though. Even in a nine cat league, I just you know I feel like you know you're you're missing so much value on a player like Devin Booker if you're caring so much about his 4.1 turnovers a game. I also think that number goes down a little bit with Rubio handling the ball. You know, he's going to have more catch and shoot opportunities. He's not going to have to do so much with the ball. Like they basically thrust him. Last year was Devin Booker's first year as the point guard on the Suns, really. Like, they didn't have a point guard to speak of. He did, you know, 85% of the ball handling, it seemed like, when you watch the Suns game. Um, that's obviously not going to happen this year, and he's going to be, you know, kind of a more 50-50 split with him and Rubio, I think, um, which will be good for Devin Booker's numbers. Kind of worries me a little bit with Rubio in town. You know, those assists were almost pushing seven for Devin Booker last season. And, uh, you know, I think a kind of a fall back to earth into the six range is, is more likely. Obviously, the elite scoring and, um, you know, the fact that he's he's shooting you know, very, very good percentages um, really bump him up into there. But less than a steal a game still hurts me as well. And as I know guards are kind of at a premium this season, but. I think you've talked about maybe taking him in the second round. I think just due to the demand, uh, the name recognition, and uh, the aggressive, aggressive point scoring. Plus, you know, he does stuff across the board. I've seen Devin Booker go in the second round, and I, I, I don't know how much Devin Booker I'm going to be taking in the second round. But late in the second round, early in the third round, that seems to be where he's going. I think that's just that's good value. And I'll, I'll I'll take him there. I'm totally fine with that. And I will be honest, I would take him over DeAndre Ayton, but I don't feel like it's terribly – I don't think it's a huge difference, especially in my Roto Leagues. Oh, yeah, and that's that's fine. You know, DeAndre Ayton, those, those good percentages from a big man are hard to find. So in a Roto League, he does get pushed up a little bit. Um, yeah, so crazy or not, he works out to the 21st ranked player in my current rankings. So – um, that's where I have Devin Booker, and I have DeAndre Ayton. Um, actually, about a full round below that, so that's just kind of where I'm at. 
I'm, I'm more DeAndre Ayton in that kind of, you know, 30, 35 range, just because I'm, I'm gearing mine a little bit more towards head-to-head leagues, and I'm not caring uh, a super amount about percentages um, in kind of my ranking, so he gets a little bit of a, a knock for that. Oh, all right. I, I feel like you're a little bit low on DeAndre this year, so uh, I, I have him uh, much closer to uh, Booker, but I do have Booker kind of at the end of that second, that 24s kind of spot feels about right. And I, I have these guys in tiers. I don't have them in perfect rankings, which is why I don't, you know, say the number very often. But um, I do feel like Aiton's probably a rank, uh, a tier below Devin Booker, but it's very, very close. Um, actually, they might be in the same tier. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm putting my finishing touches on those tiers, and I will be publishing those tiers on patreon.com slash watching the boxes for everyone, not just for our Patreon subscribers, but shout out to you, Patreon subscribers. Listener leagues are open, so hit up patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, I think we're going to disagree. We're going to continue to disagree here on this one because I think I know who you're drafting next on this team, but uh, I don't think I'm going to draft that guy. So who, who are you drafting next on this team? Uh, Ricky Rubio, no question. Ooh, no question, no question, no question, or no, definitely no question. Uh, definitely no question because he's going to get like 30 minutes a game, and that's going to mean, you know, seven, seven and a half assists, I think. It's going to mean four rebounds. It's going to mean elite steals. It's going to mean probably 12 points a game and good free throw percentage on not a ton, a ton of volume and some okay three-pointers. I think, like, he's probably going to get you, you know, one point, one to one point two, which is a fine. I mean, it's not good, but it's not what it was in the past where it was like half a three pointer, right? He's kind of gotten that number up, and I think he's going to keep shooting those threes. Um, I'm a big fan of Rubio this year. I think he, with the seven assists, can push, um, you know, up in that you know fifty sixty range. And I think he's been going a little bit below that in some of my drafts, and I've been snagging him up. Um, uh, R- Ricky Rubio is being overlooked both for where he's just ranked on Yahoo, but. Um, also, just in general, he had a very down season, and I definitely think he is going to be undervalued this season, especially since he will be back into playing a primary point guard, playing a lot of minutes on a team that's really pointless. Like, there's no reason they should be playing this season. So uh, he's going to probably revert back into a little bit old-school Rubio, where he was closer to, like, nine assists a game. I think it, he's might, he's getting a little older, so he's, he might have lost his stuff here and there, but... You know the steals won't be cl- won't be won't be two a game like they were in Minnesota, but um, you talk about a guy, one and a half though. Yeah, you talk about a guy who's going to give you eight assists, one and a half, you know, maybe four rebounds, hit a three uh, across the board. That's a really, really, really good player, and that's you know, he's got some you know misgivings with his field goal and uh, and the fact that he you know, he's not going to hit you know one three is actually below average. Uh, he's not a big scorer, so I don't like taking him in like the top five rounds because I'd like to get scores in those top five rounds. But after the like, you know, in the sixth round plus, uh, I think Ricky Rubio starts to become a value. But here's the thing: you he's going as ADP is eighty two. Like you, you can wait on Ricky Rubio and snag him late. And at eighty two, I mean, what is the scenario where Ricky Rubio finishes as the eighty second round player on this Suns team? Uh, where he's only playing like 26 minutes a game, like he did last year. Like who? Who they 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 brought him in specifically because they had no point guard and they wanted someone to be a point guard. Like I don't see any way he's the 82nd ranked player on this particular team. I completely agree. Um, there's just no. They haven't had a point guard in like three years. 
Uh, so now that they do, it's not like they're going to be like, you know what? We want you to be, like come off the bench roll and like, no, 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 no. For some reason, I bet you somebody in that Phoenix office thinks they're they should check, try to make a run for the playoffs so they don't lose Devin Booker. And what they really should be doing is seeing how many draft picks they can get for Devin Booker right now because that's what's going to happen. He's going to try to get the hell out of Phoenix because uh, franchises that are ran poorly don't make the playoffs, Tyler, uh, which is why I don't know why I keep saying the Bulls are going to make the playoffs because they are ran pretty damn poorly. Uh, but Tyler, I like somebody better on this team uh, than Ricky oh, Rubio. This is your man. That's why I mean, your guy, your man, your Huckleberry, your your guy. boyfriend. Your he's a good-looking dude. And uh, I'm interested. I'm actually interested to hear his Yahoo ADP from you because I've seen kind of two camps on on this particular player. It's, it's Kelly Oubre, right? There are some dudes who are super hyped on this guy, and then there are some people who are way out. On Kelly Oubre, there are some very, very way on. Actually, feel like maybe this ranking in Yahoo um, also ranked uh, 82, 81.9, and Ricky Rubio 82.3. So they're being drafted right in the same range. Which, listen, Ricky Rubio is the value here, um, but I can wait on, on on Ricky Rubio. I think if you play in those sharper leagues, Kelly Oubre starts being a target in like the sixth, seventh round. Sixth round feels a little too high for me, but the seventh round, Kelly Oubre, um, to me, is someone I am going to be targeting personally because, listen, Kelly Oubre is a very handsome gentleman, but also he's someone who does just about everything other than assists very, very well. He's kind of, um, you know, coming from Washington, he was considered like an auto porter light. And now I feel like he's kind of considered an auto porter. I don't see where he's going to be in a, I don't feel like he's going to be in a huge fight with Mikel Bridges to, to, for minutes. Uh, I feel like there's plenty of minutes to go around there. And Kelly Oubre is definitely won out that battle currently. Um, so I don't feel like there's a positional battle problem going on here. He definitely played uh, the most minutes down the stretch, became the starter down the stretch last season. And he was someone who could put up 20 points a game, five rebounds, and close to two steals a game. Now, is that repeatable? Is that a fluke? Certainly, certainly could be. But in the 70-plus range, you are looking for young guys who know how to uh, put across-the-board type stats together. So if this is someone who's like 18 points, two three-pointers, close to six rebounds, um, and is like over a steal and a half a game with close to a block a game, like that is a very, very good player. That's like that's a top 60 player that you're getting in the 70-plus rounds, um, and even apparently closer to 82 in Yahoo drafts. I just think that's a that's a very very good deal in roto leagues. If you're in a head to head league and you need those point guard stats, I understand why you would take Rubio instead. Um, so I'm kind of of two minds of Kelly Oubre in this sense. Um, the per minute steals and blocks went up crazily, right? And it's a little bit worrying to me, right? In the sense that if those bubble down to the normal levels, right? We're talking, then he's probably in. Is he going to play 28 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game, 32 minutes a game? That's my first question, I guess. Because I'm more of I'm the camp of like, like 30. It's closer to 
but not 30 plus 31 32 so, so that's fair and you're a little bit higher than and than that on me like i'm thinking probably right around 30 is where i'm gonna go okay so okay. in 30 he's like what one a little bit over a steal right like 1.1 maybe 1.2 and if he goes back to his normal block rate, that's not the 0.9 that he got last year, it's more like half. And that's obviously a, a big incremental decrease there of like almost half a block, right? Um, so I'm a little bit worried about that, those two things. And then I'm also just a little bit worried that Phoenix does some tomfoolery, some shenanigans, some some Phoenix. And they oh. just, you know, they play Dario Saric and they play Mikel Bridges. And for some reason, they try to throw Tyler Johnson on the wing. And, oh God. you know, they just do some stuff that's that we can both agree is not the smartest. And I don't know. I mean, they got a new coach, right? They got Monty Williams, who I, I, I kind of believe in as a decent coach. Um, well, yeah, do I want my biggest swing? Do I want my biggest swing to be Kelly Oubre Jr. in my draft? Probably not for the reasons that Phoenix is always a tomfoolery team. And um, it is a small sample size theater. But I think uh, you could do worse in taking a swing than Kelly Oubre, a very, it, young, it, a very young player with a lot of good stats across the board. And at 82 range, I'm cool with that. But yeah, in some of, those sharp, some of those sharper leagues I've been seeing them go like at 60, yeah, that's, right. that's out. I'm out out there like i don't want i i don't see much more upside than you know like barely squeaking into the top 50 and that's kind of his ceiling for me so i don't want to pick him even at 60 like i would guess at the end of the season like if i'm telling you everybody has their average season i would say bridges pro or i'm sorry Ubre probably ends up at what like 65 70 rank so like probably i don't that's 65 if it's an average season which um, would be totally fine if you got him at value then that, yeah 65 70 that's to me to getting him in uh, below that it's pretty good but i feel like the upside is there and so I, I i do like him in that position but uh yeah you're you're right if you're in a league where if, if it's like oh i don't know if he's gonna get back to me i gotta take him at like 62 i probably wouldn't there's a lot of good players still up there in that in that first plateau range um here's a guy in the second plateau range that um, I just don't think he's going to get the minutes this year. Mikel Bridges, as you mentioned, um, I, I do think Kelly Oubre just does play over him and, and, and steadily plays over Mikel Bridges. Um, Mikel Bridges did play, I guess, you know, 29 minutes a game last season. But during down the stretch, Kelly Oubre took those minutes from him. So uh, they, they actually, Mikel Bridges was playing. They were both playing together because of the injuries. My bad. I was thinking of something else. They were both playing quite a few minutes down the stretch because of injuries. Uh, but Mikel Bridges is not a scorer. Mikel Bridges is like a defensive specialist. Yeah, and so I could see matchups, right, where the other team's got, a, I don't know, James Harden, someone they think they need Bridges to lock down, that he kind of gets the minutes and, and Ubre has some some duds, some some lower minute games. Um, and that's another worrying thing a little bit about Ubre, which you know was keeping me from picking him in that 60 range, you know, in the 82. I still think it's fine. Um, yeah, this guy yeah, I think there's it, plenty of minutes to go around here in this 3-4 spot though for this dude. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. The the thing you got to really worry about is like I said, I'm getting funky and like, oh, we're going to play Cameron Johnson cuz we picked him high in the first round and yeah. you know, we're just doing some stuff we you know, probably not conducive to winning basketball. Um, 
But yeah, for Bridges, I mean, he's kind of a steals and half a block guy. And the steals are pretty elite if he's playing minutes. So this guy's more of a streamer for me. I'm not going to like own him in a standard league, especially if I don't think he's getting a ton of minutes. And if he is, like he's not producing enough in any other category. Like if I need steals, I might pick him with my last pick. But other than that, I don't really want him. Good steals guy. Uh, maybe in a head-to-head league, I think uh, you could talk me into an end of the draft being like, oh, I forgot to draft anybody who gets steals. I better pick this guy up. Uh, but other than that, like, the upside here is just that is this is the steals like I just don't know how he gets um, significantly better than he was last year, um, and the fact that he's hitting like a three a game it doesn't really entice me. And his field goal percentage is bad. I'm not terribly interested in that either. But the half a block is cool. So like streaming cool overall. He's going to be ranked. I think he's going to be ranked as a standard league player, but like in reality, he's not. Like it's just that he gets really good steals and, and decent blocks, and that makes his ranking appear very good. But in in reality, it's just he's he's a waiver wire player. Act. All right, Tyler. Uh, Dario Saric, sleeper sleeper of the draft. Um. Yeah, so Sarge is interesting, right? And there should be plenty of minutes for Sarge too. And we've seen Sarge in thirty minutes be be relatively fantasy relevant. Another guy though who doesn't really get steals and doesn't really get blocks, so his upside I think is limited. Um, but I think there's. there's... Go ahead. I was gonna say here's the thing: uh, ADP is one thirty, which means he's probably not getting drafted. Uh, and if you look at Mikel Bridges, he's going at ninety eight. So we got some upside people on ninety-eight. We don't we don't feel the upside as, as other people do. But Dario Sarge, basically either not being drafted, um, and as someone who played, you know, close to thirty minutes in that one season in Philly, and he's still a relatively young player, um, he's gonna play thirty or more minutes here in, in, in Phoenix, I would I would wager. Uh, he's able to spread the court for both Rubio and uh, Devin Booker, and getting those stats back up to a, a, a hundred, you know, a plus one hundred player, I think it's very reasonable to happen. So if you want to take a swing at the end of your draft, you're getting a guy, you know, one, you know, however big your draft is, one thirty, one forty, one fifty. You're getting a guy who could be a top one hundred player, and if not, you you drop him because he's a waiver wire player. I'm a big fan of getting him, you know, kind of with my last pick or even my second to last pick. I just think he's good. He's got it. You got to need what he gives you, though. He's going to be more of a points and rebounds guy, you know, two and a half assists and probably some good threes, um, decent percentages. Like, you got to want those things. Um, the field goal percentage actually isn't that great for a big man, but the free throw percentage is going to be good for a big man. Um, you got to just know what he gives you and you got to want those things. But yeah, as a last round pick, I think there's lots of upside that he could finish in the top 100. Definitely. Um, I don't think there's anybody else on this team we need to talk about, Tyler. Do you? A hard pass on that. Yeah, double double hard pass on that. Um, don't even don't even come in with that Tyler Johnson nonsense or that Cam John nonsense. Um, that's it for this episode with the Phoenix Suns. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts. You can find me at watch the boxes and uh if you like the show please rate review us leave us feedback send us messages on twitter or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes help support the show and get access to exclusive content and entry to our listener leagues that is it for the suns and we'll see you 
for the next team.